following contest is scheduled for one fall. Hey, 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 it's your boy KJ, and welcome back to the Roped In Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is the UFC 247 Review. Good God. Um, this shouldn't take too long because uh, I don't know why UFC has recently been putting on very underwhelming cards. And, I mean, if you look at it, right, uh, the the main event was great. Uh, they're opening, the at least the main card's opening fight was somewhat interesting. But uh, I guess the, the co-main event was decent. But again, you know, Shevchenko is just elite. So it's underwhelming card. Uh, UFC's cards haven't been great recently. I mean, you know, uh, I think this is like a unanimous feel for, for a lot of people now. And it's kind of sad because, you know, UFC had some great cards in the past few years. And now it's kind of like, what is going on here? So I don't know. Um, so yeah, so the, we're amidst controversy, which is always good to talk about. So, you know, controversy creates buzz and buzz creates money. So I think that, uh, well, I'll get into the main event, but, uh, here are some, uh, some little itty bitty details of the, the event. So, uh, this, uh, UFC 247, uh, Jones versus Reyes, uh, took place in Houston, Texas in the Toyota Center. Uh, if you are a professional wrestling fan, then you know that arena because that's where WWE goes as well. Uh, you know, February 8th, 2020. The total gate, according to Wikipedia, as of now is 3,549,418 US dollars. Attendance was 17,401. So uh, not a massive turnout, but a decent one, I guess. And uh, there are there's um, the the uh, there are fight bonuses to two uh, fights on the on the prelims. Uh, none of the none of the main main fighters or rather main card fighters got anything. So unfortunate because well again Reyes we'll get into later. But yeah, uh, so those are those are some of the details there, guys. Uh, now. Let's start off the the main card. Uh, so it was the heavyweights fighting. Uh, so I, you know what? I'll run through. I'll run through the prelims as well. Uh, you have to bear with me. You know how I get with this. So uh, Yusuf Zalal uh, defeated Austin Lingo in a unanimous decision. Um, Andre Ewell defeated Jonathan Martinez again in a decision. Uh, Journey Newson defeated Domingo Pilarte. I believe that's how you pronounce it, in the first round. So it was a TKO in 38 seconds. Very impressive. So uh, got to go back and watch that in the bantamweight division. Uh, Mario Batista defeated Miles Johns with a TKO, a flying knee and punches in the second round after a minute 41. Uh, in the welterweight division, uh, Kalen Williams defeated Alex Morono uh, with a knockout in the first round, 27 seconds. Ooh, that couldn't have been good. Uh, women's flyweight division, Lauren Murphy defeated Andrea Lee with a, a split decision. Uh, same thing went to the middleweight bout following them in the Trevin Guilds defeated James Krause. Krause was a last-minute substitution, I believe. 
So uh, this was also a split decision. So good on Kraus. And uh, those are all the prelims. So yeah, let's jump into the main event or the main card, not the main event. The main card uh, started off with a heavyweight fight. And uh, it's good to see some of the heavyweights back, but there's still a lot of good talent required in this division. But in the heavyweight division, we had Derek Lewis defeating uh, Ayer Latifi. Um, this was a, a unanimous decision. Now, there were there was a lot of controversy with the judges throughout the card. Apparently, the judges weren't great. And I haven't watched the prelims, so I can't really say. But apparently, even in the prelims, the judges were not very happy. So, uh, yeah, uh, Derek Lewis defeated uh, Latifi in a decision. It was a unanimous decision. Uh, Dan, fuck, I forgot how to pronounce this. Ige, I'm going to say. In the featherweight division, Dan Ige, uh, who I believe is in Firas Sahabi's uh, camp. So I I believe he trains with Firas Sahabi, which means he trains with um, GSP. He trains with, um, I don't know if Rory McDonald's still there, but uh, I believe um, Kevin Lee is there as well now. So... Uh, there's some there's some talent there with Farah Sahabi. Uh, yeah, so Dan Ige, I'm going to say, uh, defeated uh, Mirsad Bektic. And uh, this was a split decision. Uh, I caught the end of this fight. And uh, yeah, it was it was a really good fight. Uh, Ige could have finished this fight um, early in the... Early, was it Ige who had the... So there was someone... I believe it was Ige. Um, I should have... Uh, you know, check this up properly, but yeah. Uh, see, he he had him in a um in a chokehold. Yeah, Bektic uh, fought out of it, but then um yeah, eventually, uh, the decision was a it was a split decision, so uh, it was I guess a a competitive fight. Let's say. Um, again, I caught the second half of this because it was so early in the morning, guys, and I'm currently still getting out of vacation mode because. You know, after I resigned from my job, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to chill out a little bit. But yeah, it was uh, it was tough getting up early in the morning to watch this. But uh, once I get my routine back, you know, I'll be able to wake up on time and, you know, cook myself a good breakfast and all that stuff. I had a great breakfast. So, yeah, very happy. Uh, <laughs> in the heavyweight division following that fight, Justin Taffa versus Juan Adams. Juan Adams looks like Greg Hardy reincarnated. Like, he looks just like... I was like, when did Greg Hardy change his name to Juan Adams? Like, this guy looks identical to him. Uh, Which is funny because they fought as well. And uh, this fight ended in the first round in a minute 59. Uh, Justin Taffa got a great uppercut on him and then rained down some punches for the referee to pull him off and end the fight. So Taffa gets his first win in the UFC. So this is... Interesting, I would say. Very, very interesting. Uh, our co-main event of the evening, which was the women's flyweight division, Valentina Shevchenko versus Caitlin Chukagian. I, I can't. No, I'm not even going to. Never mind. So, um, Valentina Shevchenko. Yo, this woman is a killer. Killer. Who, who can even compete with Valentina Shevchenko? Like who? She is like she is ridiculous. She is ridiculous and I honestly don't know how any of these women are gonna are gonna have an answer for what she brings. Because she is she is tough as nails, man. She is so, so, so tough. 
And honestly, um, I, I, I don't know if I've seen any woman in the octagon who can, you know, sort of even hold a candle towards, towards Valentina. Like, she has annihilated her competition. And let's see, what's, what's Valentina's... When was Valentina's last loss? Valentina's last loss was against Amanda Nunes. Uh, it was a decision as well for the women's bantamweight division. Oh, yeah, I remember this fight. Um, September 9th, 2017. So, uh, two and a half years ago, let's say, right? And then before that, again, she lost to Amanda Nunes. And then before that, in 2010, was the only other time where she lost to Liz Carmouche because a doctor stoppage. So, Valentina's really fucking good. And. Do you give her another fight with Amanda? You know? But Amanda's a big woman, so she always has that advantage over her. But I again I see I see no one who can even come close to her. And like Jessica I is there, you know? Um I mean she's she's a name, but there's no other like Lauren Murphy, she's way down to uh, in the seventh position. Uh Jennifer Maya I'm not even sure who she is. Joanne Calderwood, I know her. So yeah, um, not not uh, a lot of um, names in this division in the in the women's flyweight division. So I don't know. Does she move up and and fight Whaley Zhang? Because I mean Whaley Zhang's great, but then uh, Whaley Zhang's got you know her hands full right now with uh, Jessica Andrade, no- Rose Namajunas, Joanna uh, Youngjacek. Uh, Carla Esparza is in that division as well. Michelle Waterson as well. The Karate Hottie. So, like, there are a lot of Tatiana Suarez also. So, like, that division is stacked. But right now, I don't know. I don't know. Because who would you... Like, where... Who goes where? You know what I mean? Like, who goes where in this division? So, you, you got to move girls around. Maybe, you know, some of the, the bantamweight girls drop some weight Juliana Pena could perhaps or Raquel Pennington I think could could possibly drop some weight and and challenge her um Sarah McMahon is is in a higher weight class Jermaine Durandame even though she had a great showing the last time uh Holly Holmes I think is too big to move down so because Amanda Nunes is dominating hers and I think she just needs to start fighting some guys so yeah this division is stacked like um, the women's bantamweight division, but again, no one can defeat Amanda. So, you know, what do you do with that? So perhaps drop down and face Shevchenko. I'd like to see that. So yeah, um, Shevchenko defeats Kate, uh, Catlin, I believe it was pronounced, uh, in the third round, one minute and three seconds. Destroyed her. Elbows and punches, ended the fight. Um, and it was in a crucifix position as well, which was horrible. Like that's, that's one of the worst positions to be in, to get your ass kicked. Eesh. I would not want to be in that position. So yeah. So Valentina again, you know, who's her competition? Who the fuck knows? Our main event of the evening was a five round fight and it went all five rounds, a unanimous decision. It was John Jones versus Dominic Reyes, and John Jones retained his title. Now, I'm going to talk you through what my thought process was and like how I went about this. And I was watching the fight, so I watched it start to finish, obviously. 
Watched the first round. I said, that was Reyes. Watched the second round. I was like, hmm. That was probably Reyes. The third round, I felt could have gone either way. And the only reason I say that is because while I was watching, I realized that octagon control and pressure counts a lot for for the judges. I've noticed that. Because if you go back to Marlon Moraes versus Jose Aldo, uh, Marlon was, was the one walking forward, adding the pressure, even though significant strikes were being landed by Aldo. So, I I mean, I, I feel like that's why we, whenever we see these decisions, it's like, well, you know, uh, Aldo got these shots in or Reyes got these shots in. He kept, you know, ducking, weaving, and then throwing a jab in through some, like, crazy kicks. He threw some beautiful high kicks as well that landed. He threw some body shots, um, some body kicks as well. So it was like... It was good pacing. And I feel like when when we saw these fighters fight that style, we were like, okay, he's winning. But if you know if you go back and watch the fight, Jones is the one walking forward, Jones is the one adding pressure, and Jones was landing. It's not like Jones wasn't landing at all. But that being said, so this fight, if you haven't watched it, John Jones defeated Dominic Reyes in a unanimous decision. Here are the scorecards by the judges. 48-47, 48-47, 49-46. Which means in one of the judges' eyes, John Jones won four rounds. Now, again, the first round, 100% Dominic Reyes. The second round, I that was sketchy, but but it most likely, and I, when I say most likely, like eighty percent, or I would even go as far as saying eighty-five percent was Dominic Reyes. I have to go back and watch it again, but again, I think Dominic Reyes won that. If you're gonna throw me throw an argument for forty-eight forty-seven, I can accept it. You know, John Jones winning forty-eight forty-seven, I can accept it. But if you're throwing a 49-46, I highly doubt that that fight had four rounds for John Jones. Highly, highly doubt. Again, I'd have to go back and watch it to be 100% certain. But I am more sure than I am not that Dominic Reyes won that second round. Third, fourth, and fifth. Fifth round, 100% was, was John Jones. Reyes was gassed. Fourth round, most likely, was John Jones. Again, I would go as far as saying 80 to 70 to 80%. I'm sure that John Jones won that round. I wasn't counting punches or kicks. I have to go back and watch it properly and then actually note down all the stuff that was happening to be able to sort of be able to accurately judge what I saw. But again, I think 70 to 80% as per my memory it was for John Jones. John Jones most likely won that fourth round as well. Fifth round, 100% John Jones. First round, 100% Dominic Reyes. Let's just put that aside, right? John Jones, Dominic Reyes, done. Now, second round, most probably Dominic Reyes. Fourth round, most probably John Jones. Let's say we give it to them, right? Percentage-wise, if, if we feel like, okay, most likely it's them, all right, give it to them. But then we're coming down to that third round, which would have gone either way. 
And according to the judges, majority of the judges said it went to John Jones, which again, I could see a case because of the pressure. After the third round, I, I, I texted my friends. I was like, I think it's John Jones 2-1. And they're like, nah, that can't be right. They're like, I think it's 2-1 for Reyes. I was like, I don't think so. More pressure was added by John Jones. John Jones was the one walking forward. If you go back and watch the first round, Dominic Reyes was the one walking forward, taking charge, and, and he even he even had a knockdown. He even had a knockdown. So Reyes 100% won that first round. So more pressure from Reyes in the first round. Second round it sort of balanced out, but again, uh, I feel like Reyes landed the more significant strikes, and he was walking forward too, which is why I say Dominic Reyes could have won that second round most likely, you know? And then that third round, Jones was coming into his own. He's like, all right, I can't let this guy keep walking forward. I need to step in. And he did. He added the pressure, wore Dominic Reyes out by the fourth round, which is why fifth round, Dominic Reyes was spent. Mouth open. He was he was breathing with his mouth open in the fourth round itself. So if you go back and watch, he was, he was really tired. He was breathing out loud and heavy. And, you know, that's a sign that there's fatigue and, and exhaustion from a fighter. But John Jones, again, from the third, by the second half of the third round, was, you know, sort of, you know, wearing into those those championship rounds. And then from the third, fourth, and fifth, think John Jones did enough to win it, right? I'm not upset at it. I would like to see it run back because Dominic Reyes had a fucking beautiful showing. And I think he's perhaps surpassed Gustafson's first performance against John Jones in terms of, giving him, giving John Jones the most trouble. So people are are revolting and they're like, "Oh, you know what? Fucking Reyes didn't win. Uh, Reyes should have won. This is this is not John Jones win." And I can see an argument for that. I f- for sure I can. But then the judges need to be clear on what their what their uh, their point system is, right? So takedowns and octagon control are two very important things. And John Jones had majority of the octagon control there. Go back and watch that. Octagon control, majority of it went to John Jones. Dominic Reyes was on the back foot, which is why when he was on the front foot in the first round, people were like, holy shit. Oh my God, what the fuck is going on? I've never seen this before. John Jones is getting his ass kicked. This is insane. This is amazing. Wow. Right? But then as the fight progressed, you could see John Jones walking Dominic Reyes down which is what a champion does, adapt and adjust, which is exactly what John Jones did. And he he did enough in the eyes of the judges to win the fight. I hate I hate it when it goes to the judges too, guys. Trust me. I'm not an advocate for for the judges to to be involved at all by any means, but John Jones not like he 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 did enough in my eyes to to have an argument that he won this fight. In my eyes, right? Again, I'd have to go back and really sit down and analyze this with points and stuff because, you know, perhaps my point system would be different. I might be like, okay, well, that was a significant knockdown. That should get more points or something. But, like, again, there's no there's no proper proper way of of administrating these um, these points, I guess, you know? The, they need to figure that out and then let the people know what we're watching so that at least we're all on the same page. But it seems like this is a big, big problem in the UFC, which is not being addressed. And perhaps Dana White's like, leave it that way. Controversy, you know, 
creates cash. So I guess I guess that's what they that's what they did. So again, I can see an argument for John Jones. I can see an argument for Dominic Reyes. I think the way the judges often put this, the person with the more pressure and octagon control gets the more amount of points. So it's like takedowns number one, and then after that is octagon control and pressure. And I feel like after that is is striking and 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 knockdowns and stuff. I feel like all that stuff comes secondary. You know, I feel like that's the way the judges are scoring it. They're like, okay, punches, kicks, whatever. You know, that's cool. If you want to punch, kick, but if you're if you're gonna knock the guy down, you're gonna get more points for that. Are you gonna uh, add the pressure? Are you gonna walk that? Are you gonna walk into him? Are you gonna try and attack him? Well, that gets more pressure. That's uh, sorry, that gets more points. And then if you're gonna take the guy down, oh, that's the most amount of points. So John Jones did have one completed takedown as well, which is possibly what what led to his victory there you know dominic reyes had uh he didn't really have a takedown he had a knockdown he didn't have a takedown so again look we need to figure out what we're looking for before we decide what the points are and and then figure it out so yeah again i can see a case for both so yeah uh that's those are my opinions on the fight let's get to your questions uh you guys had uh, quite a few questions here um so let's see we have got anthony fitzpatrick at a fitz 27 do you think retired fighters should start judging fights i think so i definitely think so but you need to find fighters who know what they're doing and you need to find like how, who decides that right who decides who the the main or, or the most knowledgeable fighters are to st- to sit in this position and actually judge so, if you ask me, I think people like Dan Hardy uh, have have all the knowledge in the world and are articulate enough to be able to reason why they're doing it. Um, you've got perhaps someone like Chael Sonnen. Um, you've got, and you have to keep in mind that there's a lot of like, uh, unfortunately in the sport, there's a lot of brain damage, right? And there are people that sometimes they sit down, they're like, uh, I've heard from from Joe Rogan's podcast where he's spoken to multiple fighters and he's like they can't seem to you know they can't seem to articulate what they want to say so should you be putting those people in the position to be able to judge but then again who's better to judge than someone who's been in that position and be able to discuss freely and talk about how this should be done so yeah i think i think you get fighters who you know perhaps are don't have a lot of uh, head trauma so you've got like, see, if, if I had to decide, uh, I would say people like um, Dominic Cruz, I think is he's excellent, especially in his commentary role. But I think as a judge, he would be very fair. And I think he, he knows what he's looking for. So uh, although I do really, really like him on commentary. So um, I would like to see Dominic Cruz perhaps in that position if, uh, if we're taking commentary side. Dominic Cruz, uh, GSP, if GSP is retired. GSP could be a phenomenal judge and uh, Dan Hardy these are three judges Rogan's thrown out the idea of like having 10 judges and then you know like you can't have 10 people that are all wrong so have more judges but um, again that's you know who knows who knows so yeah um, I'd say I'd say have uh, have these three fighters in my opinion Uh, Mikey 
hey, hey, Mike, uh, at Mike C. Mears. I've only seen the main, but or I've only seen the main event, but understand there was issues all night with the judging. What's your thoughts on that? And do you feel open scorecards would help? Um, open scorecards. I mean, yeah, this ten point must uh, this ten point scoring system is a ten points must per per round unless it's a draw. Uh, I don't know. It's it's very very tricky. It's very tricky. I guess having an open open scorecard might resolve the issue, but it might bring in other issues. Like for example, like if if let's say you have an open scorecard, right? You, what do you start counting then? I feel like you start involving things that don't necessarily need to be counted. So let's say for example you hold someone in the clinch. Is that a point? You know, or if you if you let's say. Um, if you push them up against the cage, you're not doing anything, but you've got control. Is that a point? So there are there are things in that that could be problematic, but I mean, again, there's no proper system of judging. So I feel like I feel like that may be a way to resolve this one issue, but it might cause other issues. You know, then what do you start doing? How do you start fighting? It changes the game. Do you want to change it to to be an open scorecard system where it involve it, it it invites new trouble you know there are new problems that that could be introduced in that situation so i don't know if that's a solution but yeah uh, the judging right now is very problematic it's been like this for years i remember there was a fight between a i can't seem to remember the fighter's name so you have to excuse me but i know he used to fight he was one of the few fighters that was actually had a kung fu base and I cannot remember his name for the life of me. If you do, please tweet me because I'd love to remember who it was. And remember, he would, in my eyes, 100% won that fight. And when he was, it went to the decision, it went to the judges in a decision, and uh, he he lost. And the crowd was outraged, and rightfully so, because he had 100% in my eyes won that fight. I saw no reason for him to lose that fight, but he did, and... Uh, like that's stuck and this is like i'm talking 2012 maybe or 2013 i can't remember the fighter's name i'd have to like do some research and find out who it was but yeah he used to wear yellow trunks he was an an asian fella so can't remember but yeah um cammy hutton at fat pierlo should jones move up to heavyweight i think so i think so what does he have left to accomplish here right like in his division he has got um where is his division? Just opening it. Oh, here. Okay. Tiago Santos is the number one contender right now. Um, Daniel Cormier is still there. Number two, Anthony Smith, Dominic Reyes, Corey Anderson, Jan Black, uh, Blakowit, um, Volkan Oz- Ozdemir is here, uh, Gustafsson, uh, Glover Teixeira, and uh, Johnny Walker is here as well. And uh, there's a few other names there. But the division is stacked, but he's... He's beaten everyone. He's defeated everyone. Has he? Fought? I don't think he's fought Corey Anderson. But I don't think Corey Anderson. I don't think he would be able to to res, this, to solve this John Jones puzzle. Let's say, I don't think he would. So um, I don't know. Uh, if he moves up to heavyweight, he's got people like. Uh, Derek Lewis, Alistair Overeem. He could start with Alistair Overeem, let's say, who was in the eighth position. Derek Lewis, sixth. 
um, Junior Dos Santos, Cur- Curtis Blades, Francis Ngannou, and Daniel Cormier is also there. And then obviously Stipe Miocic, was is the dream fight to make right now, I guess. So I would want to see him move up to to the heavyweight division because he's polished everyone here. And there don't seem to be any upcoming contender. I mean, like Johnny Walker was the only one who was possibly, you know, uh, problematic for him. But, I mean, it, it would be good to see him move up. He's a big guy. I think he can make the weight. And I think if he trained enough, he'd be able to do something. But he might not be able to, you know, I don't know if he would last. Because those guys are massive. Like Ngannou, if Ngannou catches you, you're done for. You know, and he's not as big as Ngannou. So, that's, it's tricky. It's very tricky, but... I don't know. I feel like I really, really feel like he needs to sort of reassess his position because he's gonna start getting boring. It's like it's what happened to GSP when GSP defeated all the guys. And if you weren't like a proper fan, if you were just like a casual that knew of GSP and you started watching GSP's fights and you only stuck to that, it started becoming boring. People were just like, "Oh my god!" Like oh, he just does the same thing. He wrestles them. He jabs them. Wrestles them. Jabs them. But yeah, but that was like. That was what he was about. Like that, it's not easy doing that, you know. And if you're if you're a purist, you love that shit, right? You love that shit because it's it's incredible. But it's it's also very much, you know, like how like how do you evolve and how do you improve your game and do you actually want to face everyone? Like I respect Israel Adesanya so much because he wants to fight everyone. And he's taking on Yoel Romero, which is incredible, you know? It's going to be crazy. And those guys are fucking doing backflips and shit. Just calm down. Don't get injured before the fucking fight. Just do whatever you want after. Just look at what happened to Johnny Walker. He's fucked. So, yeah. Um, Adesanya, I feel like, was, you know, is, is a true champion. He wants to fight everyone. And I don't know. I feel like John Jones, if he wants to really, really build a legacy... He needs to consider moving up to heavyweight and destroy everyone there. And then he he's the best fighter that ever lived. He's already in the talks for being the best fighter that ever lived, right? He's defeated everyone. Uh, maybe run back this fight first. Dominic Reyes was problem was a big, big problem for John Jones. But uh, you you want someone in, let's say, the you know uh, heavyweight division to actually be problematic for him, which I'd love to see. And I feel like the first fight they're going to give him is Daniel Cormier, because that's I'm sure Cormier is like, all right, come into the heavyweight division. Let's see what we can do here. But he's you, there's fights to be made there, man. Alistair Overeem versus John Jones. Fuck yeah, I'd want to see that. Oof. Granted, Alistair is in the latter part of his career right now, but that would still be an incredible fight. Alexander Volkov. Woo. That'd be fucking great. Derek Lewis even. I'm sure John Jones wouldn't have too much if a problem defeating Derek Lewis, but Lewis lands one punch, motherfucker, you're gone. So uh, Rosenstruck is in that division as well. So you've got names, man. You've got names in the heavyweight division that John Jones could fight. So yeah, I, I would like to see John Jones move up to the heavyweight division. Um, so that's it for the podcast, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, hopefully the next pay-per-view is good. We've got, uh, the UFC Fight Night Anderson versus, uh, Blackowitz. So that should be, I guess, interesting, kinda. I mean, they're 
positions aren't great. They're like their their rankings are. I tell you right now, because they had a whole promo for it. I was like, really? Uh, Corey Anderson's fifth, and Blackovich is sixth. So, yeah, and uh, I mean it is a fight night fight, right? So, but yeah, um, Dan Hooker and Paul Felder is is in uh, is at the end of this month. Uh, we've got uh, Joseph Benavides versus. Figueredo. I have no idea who this guy is. How have I not... I've never seen this guy before. Or maybe I have and I've just forgotten his name. Oh, Davison. Oh, okay. I know who this is. I just didn't remember his last name. Uh, and then... Uh, so I, that's the last card of uh, of the month. February 29th on Leap Day. And then in March, March 7th, we've got uh, Whaley Zang, uh, Zhang Whaley versus Joanna Young Jacek. And Adesanya versus Romero. Let's just hope no one gets injured before that. That's in March, so it's almost a month away. Two days shy of a month. So, yeah, uh, that will be so cool. That's going to be so, so good. I can't wait. So, yeah, um, let's see. Uh, let's see what happens in the upcoming pay-per-views. And uh, as we build towards Adesanya and Romero, which is the next big fight, and Whaley... Zhang Weili versus Yuana Ying Jacek should be good. Hopefully, Yuana comes back as she was before and, you know, um, pulls something out of her ass to win this fucking fight because it's a shame. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Uh, please make sure you follow at that KJ guy across all major social media platforms at Roped and Pod as well. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already on iTunes. And please, please leave a five-star review if you enjoy it um it really makes a difference you guys honestly especially since this is my full-time gig now so i would really really appreciate a a um a follow or subscribe and uh just help grow my channels because that's how you make money eventually you know people come back to you and they're like hey we see you have a following we see people listen to you um so here's some money uh please could you advertise our product on your podcast and that's sort of you know how you make money especially because i'm not making any money now i would really really and tremendously appreciate that so uh please if you don't mind and uh, obviously leaving a review would help so much uh, hopefully this podcast has worked because I recorded a episode yesterday of the weekly episode of Roped In and it uh, something happened. It didn't work and the audio file was corrupted. So I had to, I, it wasn't working. I had to restart and do a bunch of shit, pull everything out, plug it back in. And I think it's working now. I hope I'm going to give this a listen again and see. Hopefully it's caught my audio. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening, you guys. And, uh, you know, John Jones has won. He and I share a birthday. So uh, he's just a year older than me. So, you know, it's not all that bad for me. <laughs> uh, thank you again, folks. I love you all. And if you're still here, KJ out. I paid my dues Time after time I've done my sentence Committed no crime and bad mistakes. I've made a few. I've had my share and kicked in my
Y'all never gonna touch the kid, just kiss a death. 